We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, you guys. It's Friday. It's <laughs> the day, yeah. Saturday Eve. Donna and Steve show. Appreciate you listening. Oh, yeah, oh thank man, you, you are just so killing much. it. You are just flying through that Cobra Kai. Oh, I appreciate it, Donna. Some of us make time for television, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy to lead the way here. All right, here's the bottom line. I usually watch no shows because the kids don't go to bed, and it's like <laughs> 9 o'clock, and then by the time you are you get ready for bed, brush your teeth, all that kind of stuff, you're tired and you're just falling asleep, whatever. So have you uh, been following your resolution in it and still watching this show? Mm-hmm. Hey, Grant. <laughs> yes. Why don't you cram it? You sound like my 8-year-old son who said, how come you're not going to bed at 10.30 like you said you would? <laughs> I said, how come you don't keep that little mouth of yours shut? <laughs> Uh, no, my I've been really sucky with the resolution. Super That's okay. sucky. That's okay, but I just had to ask. I wanted to see how it's you're doing. Fa- no, it's accountability. I appreciate that. All right. Um, I've been going to bed late at midnight a lot of nights. Oh. Then I feel tired in the morning. What's up with that? Ooh, what's up with that? What's up with that? I said, are you do boo do no? <laughs> anyway, uh, finished season one of Cobra Kai. Even got started on episode one of season two, but I got to tell you. I have, I just love the show. It's very enjoyable to watch. But in a scene, I mean, in a span of about a minute, it was everything that it is, which is so cheesy. There was one line of dialogue, and usually they're knowingly cheesy. There was one line of dialogue in a climactic fight scene at the in the season one finale of Cobra Kai that was such a dumb line where you just thought, like, it was just so obvious. We both laughed at it. And then, within a minute, there's another dramatic moment as the fight finishes where they just win you right back. So whether they're doing cheesy intentionally or if it sneaks through the cracks in some of the writing, you just fully buy into it. But there's this really cheesy, like, choppily written moment. And then, at the end of season one, at the end of that episode, you hear the door open to the Cobra Kai dojo where they're where the Cobra Kai trains. And I, in case anyone is new to the series, I won't oh, I won't spoil it, but fans of the original Karate Kid will really appreciate the cameo that happens the 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 unexpected appearance of someone ap- at the end of that episode where it was such a cool way to end the first episode or the first season and then the second season thankfully starts 
picks up right where that one left off. You know, sometimes they'll leave you on a cliffhanger. Yes. And then they don't actually get around to resolving that cliffhanger or even really addressing it until the end of that first episode of the next season. And you can tell it's just a long con of they're going to drag this out all year long. This one, they jump right into some action at the start of season two. It's fun, man. When we put that show on, uh, and there's some 80s music that kind of gives me Stranger Things vibes or just 80s, more so 80s movie vibes, even though it's set in present day, um, that are really cool. And it's just, as I wouldn't have predicted that it ended the way that it did. So it took all these little twists and turns. Really digging it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm digging it. That's great, Steve. I'm digging it. I did go back and watch. I realized that I must have fallen asleep watching um, Selena. Oh, so it went into other episodes. It went into other episodes, and it said that I watched them, but I went back and I was like, yeah, I never saw this. Um, So I have maybe three episodes left to the entire first season. Really like it. You know, I should point out also that like Cobra Kai, it, it is a little campy. Sure. You know, there's that that campy feel to it, but you kind of put that aside and accept it for what it is. Yeah. You know, that's a good that's maybe a better word than cheesy is campy. Yeah. I might describe Cobra Kai a little bit better. All I know is I'm pumped to continue watching it. Now, I did think the season finale of season one of Cobra Kai was had more punch than the season premiere of uh, season two. Okay. So it ended bang, and then it was a good. It was a good first episode. Good, not great, but I'm still very interested to get through it. And I think what's saving me on these shows, like Ted Lasso and Cobra Kai, is the time that they're only about thirty minutes. That is helpful, right? Because then, I don't know why. Tell me why this is the case. If my wife was to sit down and at ten o'clock she said, "Hey, do you want to put on a movie?" It's uh, you know it's whatever nearly two hours hour and 45 minutes i'd be like yeah um no thanks but if she said you want to binge a few episodes of cobra kai that feels easier there's something about shorter episodes that make me okay in my add brain mm-hmm. with the time commitment i'm the same way what's up with that um i think we're afraid we're gonna lose interest okay and it's very possible or the kids are gonna you know stir wake up you know, if if you could put aside 27 minutes, it's the same thing with exercise. It's yeah. a lot easier to think about, okay, if I could do this for a half hour rather than thinking about every day for an hour. Well, but, and I guess, too, you know, in every episode, you get a beginning, middle, and an end. You get an act one, an act two, an act three. You get a, a, a beginning, then a conflict, and a resolution of some sort. And you get those. So you get, if you binge three episodes or four episodes of Cobra Kai, and that takes you two hours... Then I've had four beginnings, four middles, four ends, four right. conflicts that have been resolved. Yes. That's much more my speed as opposed to just sitting down to watch Road to Perdition. And by the end of it, I'm like, all right, man, this is a long time. No offense to Tom Hanks. Right. I don't think I ever saw that one, by the way. Neither did I. Oh, Neither you didn't? Did okay. No. All right. No, good. you know what? I did. And you know why I remember now seeing it? I went to see it because on the commercial, the television commercial, it said, blah, 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 calls it a triumph. And I remember thinking, this must be great. And it's Tom Hanks. And then I remember leaving feeling disappointed because they had said it was a triumph. And that was not how I would describe it <laughs> as a 16-year-old. I get it.
I get it. What do we know about, uh, can we still talk TV for a second here? Sure, yeah. Uh, what's going on with Jeopardy? And you have some ratings information. They had really big ratings during uh, Alex Trebek's final week of his shows that just aired earlier here in January. Um, it was, let's see here, 11.2 million daily viewers for the week, over 14 million viewers for Alex Trebek's final show which was actually the highest ratings that Jeopardy had had mm. since June 3rd of 2019. Do you remember what happened on that day in 2019 on Jeopardy? Uh, Ken Jennings uh, and... No, I don't. Kind of close. That was actually the final day of James Holzhauer's 32-game winning streak. Wow. So, wow. And that was really captured the attention of the country because no one knew how long it was going to go. But the ratings were really big, and it was beating out... Uh, uh, of course, it's you know it's kind of it's partner in crime, but also competitor Wheel of Fortune in the syndicated game space. But it was also the highest rated um, primetime programming of that week as well. So a lot of eyeballs tuned in to bid farewell to Alex Trebek. Yeah, mm. I think we're done with Ken this week, right? This is Ken's final show today. Yeah. Okay, you sure about that, Steve? Nope. Okay. But I think he was doing two weeks. I hope he's back. Okay. And then but Kate, I think next week is Katie Kirk. Okay. That'll be fun to see. So we'll have to check her out and see how she does. Because he's been doing a really good job, just as you predicted. I love it. I still haven't seen an episode with him. i got to set my DVR. Yeah, set your DVR. It's, real not, it's so. really not hard. Just, just talk into your remote and say, record Jeopardy. Something happened with my remote. It doesn't work anymore. I've been using my phone to operate it on the Xfinity beta app for mm. the last month and a half. Oh. Okay, not my issue. Uh, when huh? we come back, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, when we come back, let's get dirty. All right, we? we've got some studies. Okay, uh, which uh, hobbies do people think that they could turn into an actual career? We've got a list. We'll get to that and more coming up next. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. Uh, ew. Uh, boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt, like continuously cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. <laughs> so you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. Ew. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's I soft, know, it's I'm cool, you love them. And hey, ladies, ladies, try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Hello. Welcome back Hello, to the Donna. Donna. The Donna and Steve show. That's Steve. Hello. I'm Donna. She's that one. <laughs> and today we bring to you a study. Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. What if this was me real accent? And the other thing was a, a con I was putting on you. I'm kind of getting used to hearing this accent with the TV Ted that Lasso. I watch. Ted Lasso. Right. All sorts of a cornucopia of annoying British accents. In that. So true. Some, you know, some British accents, lovely. I love them. 
And others, I think, ooh, that'd be... A, like the guy who plays Jamie Tart mm-hmm. in Ted Lasso? Mm-hmm. That'd be a difficult accent long term, I think. Well, I'm sure that the they uh, feel that Brits say that about the yes. Americans. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got the most annoying. We sound so... I, I'm John. You know, whenever they <laughs> impersonate us. And then you have to bring in Brooklyn and, and then, Boston and, and Mississippi and Texas. Right. Georgia. I do declare. Boy, I guess we're more confusing than we think. Which hobbies do you think you could spin into a career? There was a study uh, put out, a survey asking people if you have a hobby or if you have a skill or if you have a passion. Are there any that you think you could actually spin into a career because you're getting kind of good? Mm, I'd like to think I could do something with dogs, but I can't. I I have too much charitable time that I'm putting in (laughs) with belly rubs. (laughs) Uh, Here was what came in at the top of the list. Writing. People think that they could take their hobby, their love, their enjoyment of writing, and maybe write, what, a book, a blog, make it profitable? Right. Mm. Well, it's about baking. Oh, I like that. I bet you don't bake often. I don't have anyone to bake for. Hey, if you've got a mouth, you've got someone to bake for. I'm just a spinster. Donna, no. <laughs> Wouldn't your your roommate love it if he came home and... What do I smell? Yeah, yeah. That's, is that muffins? Yeah. I, muffins? I would just have to give it away. Give it away, yeah. Okay, don't do that. I don't like it when you do that. <laughs> um, yeah, if I were to give it away, because I do, I actually do enjoy baking. Is that right? Yeah, more than cooking. I would rather bake. You made a nice bar once that was surprisingly oh really delicious. Thanks, Steve. I make, I Christmas cookies used to be my, my thing. Like I would have oh, huge that's really sweet. Um, Christmas cookie tins giving away to everybody. I can't talk. I don't, it's amazing I do this for a living. Thank Graphic you. design. Mm. You know, there's a website called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. <laughs> yeah. And you can go there, and that's where graphic artists can say, hey, I do logos or I do motion oh. graphics, whatever. And then uh, they'll just say, and it's X amount for this job. Oh, F- that's cool. 15 bucks, I'll make you a logo. And then you send them, hey, here are the things I'm thinking about, blah, blah, blah. And then they send you a logo. And then you say, oh, you know what? Not loving that. Can we try something else? And then they send you another one. Great. Good. There's your 15 bucks. Oh, that's a good tip. Okay. Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. Grant, do you know Fiverr, I suppose? Yes, yes. (laughs) Are you on Fiverr? I I have used it for uh, research purposes to kind of see what I could get. Sure. On another show that I was on, we tried to find the the coolest logo we could get someone to make for five bucks. So, yeah. Oh, that's fun. It's fun, yeah. it's a And there are other things, too, I believe you can do on there, not just logos. You can get, like, if someone, it's just $5 jobs, right? Oh. Are they all five bucks? Well, no, I I think they uh, started... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, 
the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That way, but it's kind okay. of evolved possibly, but yeah, it's there's multiple jobs on there. Find the perfect freelance services for your business. Fiverr. Eh, Fiverr! Hmm. Trusted by Facebook, Google, Netflix, Procter & Gamble, and PayPal. What would you do, Steve? Um, I would probably like to... I would like to speak. Mm. Do, like, speaking engagements. You know, I, I like trying to get people pumped up or persuaded about an idea or a different way, you know, a little bit of the rah-rah stuff. I like that. I'd love to do... This isn't exactly a hobby. I mean, of course, if I could become a full-time paid... Oh, my gosh. Musician. <laughs> but I'd hate that lifestyle. Wouldn't that be terrible? Yes. Um. Yeah, it's... Yeah, not much of a hobby, but, you know, getting into... To be an agent, I think, would be a lot of fun. I feel like I could negotiate someone else's salary really well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Want me to give it a crack with yours next yes, time? I right? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I know who to call. Mm. I, that's that's interesting. I didn't know you were into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the money guy. I mean, he's probably, you know. Right. Right up your alley. Well, you know, it's, I, I, it's uh, I don't know. It just seems fun. If you find talent and then your goal is you're selling that person to this station yeah or these stations and then just pushing for as good of a deal working in as many benefits as you can like like perks i'm not talking like health insurance although that'd be fun how about you uh grant would you do anything on the side on the side well i do enjoy uh my sports memorabilia collecting and i already sell that on the side a lot but oh, nice. that's right if i could get into that kind of like a some sort of like a full-time gig that would be fun but it's so up and down, and there's so many fakes and things. So you got to be really good at it. But oh yeah! It would be it would be fun to kind of take that because I just it's the hunt, man. It's just like American Pickers, like hunting for things and auctions and finding that oh, one collector wow. you have a relationship with, and then you can buy their collection. Oh, it's fun. So yeah, that's what I would do. Hmm. Uh, some others that came in on this list were illustrating. Boy, there are a lot of artsy people out there. See, you ever every boardroom has a good doodler. Steve, do you know? I should someday just collect all the papers that I go through, just my doodles on the show. There's never a time when I am not writing or doodling. <laughs> I could look in the garbage right now and show you like seven pieces of paper that I've gone through since the show started. Isn't that funny? Oh, that is funny. I can't I... be without a pen when I'm talking. That's interesting. That is. I have no paper near me, although I've started having a pen nearby on Twin Cities Live because we look down at notes, and it's these scripts that are just filled with stuff. And even if it says bullet point one, two, three, I see it better at a quick glance if I circle it with a pen. Oh. You know what I mean? Or just like yeah. do a little star beside it. C chord. I do that too when I'm doing my, get my stories for Dirt Alerts because there's multiple, and I mark which one, and it makes it easier so I know I don't jump to the wrong one. I'm with you there. I feel yeah. That. That's why I have to have paper, just because I'm a visual person and I'm and I, I don't like clutter. So let's say we have five stories coming up before we leave today. Okay. 
I can't have five tabs open on my computer and try to figure out where I'm supposed to be while I've got email open, Facebook open. It's 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 cluttering to me. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for letting me be vulnerable in that oh, moment. Donna, you are such a, a voice of women throughout the Midwest. Thank you. Others on the list, music, beauty, fashion, health, or wellness, or fitness. How about decorating? That's fun. Oh, yeah, that wasn't it. That'd be fun. If you could get really good at that, that would be a lot of fun. Right? All right, we dance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's fun. talk about oh a, reu- uh, a reunion between George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, but it turns out it's been a while since they've seen each other. We'll hear a little bit uh, from George Clooney. Some good stuff from this interview. We'll dig into it next on Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning. We're flashing back on the Donna and Steve show today on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Flashback Friday. Oh, As the kids are saying. That's exactly it. what they say. I know, right? I, of course, have my homepage set to ET Canada. You watch ah. Entertainment Tonight in Canada often, Donna, when you get there? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a while, actually. Well, George Clooney and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer got together. I think it was actually Variety who did this Actors on Actors interview. Uh, but ET Canada was uh, writing up a whole article about it. So it was George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, if you're <laughs> a stickler about letters and each of them deserving their own sound. They were in the 1996 rom-com One Fine Day. Yes. And that was 25 years ago. I don't like that part. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, it turns out it had been quite some time since they had seen one another. But then as you go through and you listen to the interview and read about it, you hear all these little things that I didn't really know. I didn't remember this movie, first of all. And then I didn't remember some of the other backstory that they had. So would you like to hear a little bit of Michelle Pfeiffer and Jorge Clooney? Yes, I love her. I am Grant. Do you have uh, the audio queued up? Yes, I am just pulling up right now the 328. Here we go. We should be good to go. Wonderful. All right, here's uh, George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer getting back together. Long and I think I don't think I've seen you since the premiere of One Fine Day. I don't think it's, I've laid eyes in person. I think that was a plan of yours, actually. I think that was my <laughs> that's called the restraining order. <laughs> this is what yeah. that's called. I was thinking about this. I met you first uh, in 1982 when I was dating your sister, Dee Dee. She was living like above. You were living in Santa Monica. And she was living above the garage, and I met you. And I remember because I was I was studying at the same place that with Milton Casales, and I was in the lower class, and you were in the, the Milton's class. And it was so exciting watching your career take off because you know it, you felt like you know watching watching you kind of go you know it was suddenly it was you know it started with Hollywood Nights and all of that, and all of a sudden it was Scarface and all these incredible Lady Hawk. I remember was on television every five minutes, and I just remember thinking, you know, that I I'd met someone who had suddenly whose career had just exploded. Now switching gears to some of their other okay, famous. That's all. Okay, oh, this is so sweet. A little cute backstory there that I never knew, and it's always fun to imagine stars before they were stars because mm-hmm. we come to know them when they are on screen. And so it's easy to put aside like Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney in an acting class together. Mm-hmm. 
and both hoping that they can get an agent. And if they get an agent, that they can end up getting work as well. I love hearing about just the humble beginnings of it all. And by the way, they did Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. Who knew? Who is also an actress. Is that right? Dee Dee Pfeiffer? Mm-hmm. I'm looking this up. I think she started on Simon and Simon, that detective uh, show. I love oh, that yeah. show. It's such a good show. And then she was in a movie called Into the Night. You know, maybe not the same uh, level of success. Sure. As Michelle. Sure. But that'd be tough to do. They went back and they were talking at some point about the, the movies that they have been in together, or not together, excuse me, just the movies that they have done. And uh, it's kind of interesting that they look back and see so many flaws in all of the movies. Oh, sure. That they've done. Clooney said, I think with the exception of one or two times, probably every one of them he would try to redo in some way. He says, time is a really interesting thing. You start to be able to look at things and go, oh, you can see where you're pushing. You can see where you're trying too hard. Mm -hmm. He says, a couple I'd keep. I think I did my job in Oh Brother and in Out of Sight. But there's a lot of stuff I'd change in almost every other performance. I feel like if any of us looked back on our past work, yeah. I've, I've actually listened to that podcast with um, Conan O'Brien, Needs a Friend, Yes. with Howard Stern. Yes. And it's so funny how when you're in it and you're younger and you don't have the experience, you have so much ego. And then as you grow and you learn and you've got more life under your belt, you become more humble. And you look, that's the point where you should be able to be, have a bigger ego. But it doesn't really work that way for most people. You look back and go, that was crap. Sure. But I was so cocky about it. Early on, too, aren't you trying to push with, uh, the trap would be, you try to push with confidence because you're trying to get that thing and prove yourself and say that I can do it. Whereas, then the George Clooney's of the world or the Rock's of the world, they get to these really, these big places where they, in theory, have the LinkedIn resume Mm -hmm. to be very proud of themselves, but instead they are humble, realizing how fortunate they are to get that role, to have lived this life, because you're you're always, like when you're in an acting class, it's not like everybody else from their acting class were duds. It's a weird, fickle business. That's why I'm, I'm always a big fan of a job that is willing to pay you every two weeks, because there are a lot of really talented, I think in my world, there are a lot of really talented broadcasters who are gig workers out in L.A., and they're hoping that their agent gets them on something, and then maybe it'll be a pilot, and then maybe it gets picked up, and if it does, it's exciting, but if it doesn't, could be another six months before the phone rings and you're working that side hustle job. Yep. But it's not because I'm any better right. or you're any better. Right but place, right time kind of thing. We got the opportunity, and when you realize that, that it's not just all you, but there's a bigger plan sort of working out here, you, you you can't help but respond with humility of, I'm fortunate to be here, and a lot of yep. people would like to be here. Yep. And are just as good. You're mm-hmm. right. You know? So true, Steve. You're my best friend. I know you. <laughs> Sorry, I get a little awkward when you when you say that. I just sometimes feel like it's serious. Uh, you know, Donna, can I say this? Steve, you can say anything you want. It's your show, man. Uh, it's 51% yours. 
Uh, I actually was going to call you yesterday, but maybe better to just say it on the air instead. I was going to call you on my way home. It wasn't going to be a butt doctor call, although those are some of my favorites to make to you where I call Donna and say, oh, uh, blah, 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 big setup, big setup, big setup, the butt doctor, and then I hang up. Yeah, those are fun. Grant, that's a real thing that he does. <laughs> just so you know, he'll just and he'll be like, "Hey, I just really have to tell you." <laughs> he'll just make it sound real serious and then say something about the butt doctor and hang up. This was like the time when I said, "Hey, did you see the note that went around?" And by the way, if you say that to Donna, you instantly have her eating out of the palm of your hand because <laughs> then she gets frantic and imagine she's just throwing papers up in the sky. Like, wait, was it in one of my papers? Is it here? Is it in my bag? That's how she is mentally and sometimes probably physically too when you tell that and so i had her wrapped around my little finger and i said yeah uh amy said that she wants us not only like putting up any of our vacation on this calendar in the hall we always need to track that and everybody's got to do it and who you're filling is blah 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 but in addition they said that they want us to um uh, to start putting down our butt doctor appointments <laughs> and then i just said she said is this really why you called and i was like yeah i gotta go <laughs> and then i had to pick up my daughter from dance uh, he literally just hangs up the phone and i never hear from him it again. was great it was great but i digress i was going to call you oh. not for a butt doctor call okay but you were making me laugh so much yesterday oh. and so let me say this publicly i was going to call to just say i really love working with you so much because you genuinely really make me laugh hard <laughs> at least once a day you Thanks, make me and, and not just like of course we we tease you about the community service things and the porch lady all these things um but you are just genuinely funny and you really catch me off guard at some point every day and it makes me laugh and i thought how fortunate i am Aww. that i get to go to a job every morning where i know that my wife and kids at some point will hear me laughing hard up in the bedroom <laughs> closet as I broadcast a radio show. And Aww. so credit to you. You're just really, you're a pro, but you're also just very funny. Aww. And I like doing the show with you. So I was going to tell you that in private, but now I said it in public. All oh, right. Thank you. Sue me. And I, you. <laughs> um, also, my neighbor. So I have a, a little girl. Um, her name is Vanessa. And she and her brother, Ray, come and I'm walk. Ray. I'm Ray. Uh, come and walk my dog because yes. they don't have a dog. They have a cat. And, you know, they just, she, Vanessa developed a relationship with Buddy. Like, literally, if I open my door, normally Buddy will just sit by my side. If he sees them walking down the street, he forgets about, he darts oh, no. down the <laughs> cul de sac, running with all his might towards them because oh, he's so excited. Cute. So, anyway, she said that she was listening yesterday and she goes, I don't normally get to listen, but I thought, you know, I'm going to put the podcast on. And she said that she was laughing so hard <laughs> that she thought that maybe people around her thought there was like a wild animal on the loose because she was losing it. And this said, is your neighbor girl who walks the dog? Not the neighbor girl, but her mom. Her mom. So oh, her mom. mom, Sarah. And um, I told her that I had to make sure I told you because she was like, Steve, we'll sneak in these things. She goes, I don't even think you always hear them. I'm like, yeah, I do. I just kind of talk <laughs> over them. Yes. I thought you were going to say that the little girl who walks no. the dog said, like, so what, is this a tax write-off for me too? Or is it just you? 
If you don't know what we're talking about, we highly encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Yes. Donna had a documentation uh, snafu in regards to community service that she had done, uh, but it is worth a listen. It's an hour one and two. of our Thursday and, oh. and three. <laughs> and I did a solo post on our show page, so oh, if you, you just want the whole lump sum of it, you can go to oh. the uh, show page, and there's a nice good post there as well. So. Good. Right. I was telling my wife about it, and I was like, oh, I got it. Oh, sorry. I said the podcast isn't up yet. I'm going to get it for you. You need to hear this. But I just walked downstairs and said, Donna submitted on a reply all that she did 800 hours of community <laughs> But you know, it's so funny, good. I went up to our boss afterwards, yes. and I go, Amy, I am so mortified. I go, I, I thought she was going to, because she always makes fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> always. Any chance she's got. She And I go, I I didn't really know how to calculate that. She goes, oh, God, I wouldn't know how either. She's like, how do you calculate that? She's like, that. Ah, I mean, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think we should be submitting to some committee. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That one person in the entire organization did 800, 800 hours, hours of watching a dog. It was a slow year, Dan. My apologies. See below. <laughs> Looked like she had won Mega Millions. It totally did. By the way, did anyone win? Wasn't that that's last tonight. night? Oh, that's tonight. tonight. Okay. $980 million uh, drawing tonight. So I did buy a ticket. So if this is my last show, that's why I'm trying to say some nice oh, things. Oh, I get it. All right, fine. Then we you gotta won't hit go. me up for cash. <sighs> All right. No, I wouldn't. That, that's the difference between the two of us. I would absolutely. And I would never, I would never be so presumptuous. Oh, my gosh. If you made a billion dollars, honest to God, if I got anything less than $50,000 in tax-free cash, it'd be a real gut punch. <laughs> I'm, I hardly know you guys, and I'd be asking for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. All right, we have a, a really sweet story that I am Grant brought to my attention, a local story right here in Northeast Minneapolis that we want to get to in the final stretch of the show when we come right back on My Talk. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show for the whole week, as a matter of fact, on My oh, Talk yeah. 1071. How about that? It's Friday. It's Friday. Yes. I tell you what, a weekend snowstorm is pretty much as good as it gets. Yes. yes. You know, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to not have to go out and about or travel in to work. I love it. Uh, Saturday afternoon into Sunday. Oh, Come on, man. so great. Oh, the weather outside. You should make cookies. Uh, I'm going to be smoking a tri-tip. But maybe your wife and the kids would like to bake some cookies. They might like to. You know, yeah, my wife's trying to learn how to bake the perfect chocolate chip cookie. Ooh. She's not a baker, doesn't like love baking, but she wants to be great at chocolate chip cookies and at banana bread. Oh, love banana bread. By the way, please don't send me any more text messages about my okay, bananas. Okay, all right, all right. Let's let's get to this. Because I was popping around Instagram last night, and I see Steve posts this picture of, like, I don't know, 700 bananas in a bowl, and it says these will all be eaten. Like, what, by the end of the week or something? We're still working on them. It was a particularly... Hi, we probably got one extra bunch this time, but we order obscene amounts of bananas. Like how many? 
I don't know. If you go, there's don't ever come back with one bunch. We have five people, actually six. Uh, uh, Dev goes through about one banana a day. He does? Okay. Yeah. And so if he eats a banana a day, I eat a banana a day, Lou does, Lila does, Addie does. That right there is five bananas. You get a bunch of five bananas. What are you going back to Target tomorrow? So if you want to get through Monday through Friday, guess how many bananas that is? 25. I just realized I have a banana in my pocket. <laughs> Incidentally, I am happy to see you. Do you really have a banana in your coat pocket? Uh, it's in my purse with the yogurt that I forgot about. Oh, <sighs> anyway, so then I sent Steve a picture of my banana bowl. <laughs> and there's just like one sad, stupid-looking banana, brown. brown-spotted banana, just hanging out there. And I'm like, this is too much. And I was like, why do you even have a two-storied, two-tiered produce display? <laughs> you don't deserve that. I no, but I buy oranges and apples because then I force myself to play beat the clock. Right? I'm like, oh, I'm going to choke down an apple today. I'm just not a fruit person. You like veggies? I love veggies. Mm-hmm. Love veggies. Steve, do you, do you keep your bananas in a bowl, or do you have them hanging from one of those little... Uh... We've, we've done the hanger before, but we have too many to hang. Okay. Is there, is there a reason for hanging? I'm just curious. My roommate had one, and I, he was obsessed with well, it. Well, I'm just curious. The benefit of hanging, in fact, they make some where there's a there's a container at the bottom and then there's a, ha- a banana hanger at top and that's to keep the banana away from the other produce because bananas if they're turning quick can then turn the other fruits oh. they can ripen them quickly just any any fruit that is ripening can cause other fruit that it's next yeah, to to can, ripen as well yeah it that. can Thank affect you. the other fruits that makes sense. and if you need to ripen a banana if you get yourself a whole batch of greens uh, then you can cut the tips of them off, and then the oxygen that gets in there will help to ripen them quicker. Mm. And likewise, if you want them to stay not to brown quickly, I believe it's a little bit of saran wrap that you can put around the top of your oh, banana. Wow. It's good to know. Look at you. Thanks, Steve. Banana By the way, yes, I bought 175 feet of butcher paper uh, that just arrived yesterday. Thank you guys for asking. I'll use it on my smoked tri-tip this weekend. That's fancy. Congratulations. Oh, okay. thank you, guys. Speaking of groceries, uh, this story was brought to my attention by I Am Grant. It was uh, this couple went into the Lunds and Byerleys in Northeast Minneapolis. That's the one I used to go to. The general manager over there called in employees into her office in groups of five or six and explained to them that there was a gift from customers who wanted to do something nice there was about 89 employees she told them to make sure they didn't lose the card that she was handing them because there was 50 dollars in each envelope so this these customers wrote a note and i'm going to read to you what they wrote okay they wrote we are two of your very grateful customers who wish to give you this gift as a token of our deep appreciation for the wonderful work you do every day to help us and all of your customers There are few occupations that are more important right now than providing food to people, and the employees of Lunds and Byerleys do their often difficult jobs with skill, good humor, and grace. So they probably spent about $4,450 giving every employee of that Lunds and Byerleys 
a gift to say thank you. Isn't that lovely? That's great. That's so yeah, nice. That's really cool. You know, it, it is it it is important, I think, to say thank you, even if you can't do what this couple did. Like you, the the people who spray the carts. Mm-hmm. When yes, you, I yeah. always try to go. Thank you so much for doing that. Yes, yes. And then I had a lady at one store say, "Thank you for saying that." Oh. And it made me realize that, you know, it is kind of a thankless job for a lot of people. You you feel underappreciated, and I think it's important to just let people know how you feel. Donna, what <sighs> have you been on Twitter recently? I don't want to. Just go real quick. Oh, I'm scared. Uh, you were tagged in a photo. No. Now, now it's not your face, don't worry. But it is um, a photo of the email that you sent out. <laughs> Why are they doing oh, no. this to me? Why? <laughs> Who did this? This is Hannah. <laughs> Come on, Hannah. It said, here's the email Donna was talking about. And then, darn it if it's not right there. I didn't. Oh, she even put the mm. estimate of hours per year you volunteer for the organization. Okay, Hannah. Eight hundred hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now the organization's going to be like, um, uh, no, yeah. we haven't heard from her since last <laughs> January. Right. Yeah, we would like to distance ourselves from her. <laughs> uh, we have no affiliation with her. Never. This is like the Jane Krakowski my pillow story. Now, oh I, we God. never met her. <laughs> going to end probably by monday we it's we're getting out of it's the news dump on fridays you know mm-hmm. and we'll what's we'll, we'll something new to talk about it's 800 hours monday. though it's malcolm gladwell it's, it's it I was don't know a mistake <laughs> it's a good it's okay i can't believe i hit reply all what a dumb and that was the bummer that. is that it was reply all as well that was um, the worst part of the whole story because here i am like crawling under the desk just from the hours mistake Mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. to find out oh yeah i saw that yeah telling what do you mean you saw that <laughs> i'm just telling you about it now <laughs> <laughs> just that utter sink That's of your heart feeling just, yeah what God. you know about that <laughs> oh, i need God. to quit no no right. i'm under contract for a yeah, little while longer stick around All until right. Oh, she just sent me a, a text. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you're hilarious. Okay. Oh, thank you. All right. I'm Happy Friday, everybody. guys. Happy Friday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much fun this week, right? Yes. It was a good week. A lot week. of laughs. It was a really good week. It's a good week. Have a, uh, have a safe weekend, whatever you happen to be doing. Hopefully, find a way to get outside and enjoy a little snowfall. Yes. Yes. Have fun. Play. Go make snow angels, okay? All right, Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. We leave you with our Friday sing-along. Have fun with this one. We'll see you back here on Monday.